Welcome to the New Flesh Podcast. My name is Joe Avella. My name is Brett Arnold. And today we are going to be starting a multi-episode deep dive into, you guessed it, the Friday the 13th franchise. Yes, because it is Monday the 16th, which means that Friday was in fact Friday the 13th. And we figured even though we missed the actual day. That's okay. This movie's still relevant. People yeah, will still be talking about it. There's a million listicles that went up on Friday. If you didn't mm-hmm. read them all, check them out. I did notice that. Yeah, just like, but they're doing, they're getting interesting. They're not being like, yeah, the same one. Well, uh, I think Slash Film did like every kill ranked, which is like, okay. Mm. And then some other people were like, the best Friday 13th horror movies that aren't Jason Voorhees movies. And it's like, okay, but what why? Does that mean? I don't know. Just other horror movies to watch. That came out on Friday the 13th? That for some reason they think the article indicates you should watch it interesting yeah weird okay but there's also oh there was a couple more that i saw that were oh, like how there's a bunch of other masks in front i did see that yeah bloody disgusting yeah yeah um yeah content creation it seemed like maybe we're just paying attention more but there seemed to be more friday the 13th uh, excitement this past friday the 13th than normal is it because they're coming out with it's because another everyone thinks it's the apocalypse right now. No, no, no. They're coming out with another new one this yes. summer. Now, is that going to be a Allegedly. sequel to the remake or another Allegedly, remake? Allegedly, it's a reboot again. And oh, it was supposed man. to be found footage for a while, but now no one That's knows. Right. That's right. Uh, the Friday 13th no game Hunter. is still delayed. <laughs> Things are moving slowly in this well, Friday we, 13th. Well, we recently, well, well, I watched, and you are currently watching the Crystal Lake Memories, the yes. seven-hour documentary about the entire series up until the remake. And narrated by Corey Feldman. Yeah, I think he did a good job. Yeah. Um, and I was just blown away by it for both good and bad reasons. I didn't even know there was that much things to talk about with these movies, but there is. So we're going to start today with the first one, the flagship Friday the, th- the uh, Friday the 13th movie. Excuse me with the stutter there. And moving forward, I don't know if we'll do one an episode, maybe like two or three an yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll cram them in. Yeah. So we will go over what is considered arguably the most iconic horror franchise second only to maybe Friday the 13th excuse me Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> yeah <laughs> those are the two and like Halloween I guess we've already we, done we've, Halloween we've done Halloween Did we? Do, what else have we done franchise wise Hellraiser that's right is that it Aliens oh that was a fun one I that enjoyed watching all those the, the, the Hellraiser and uh, Halloween's were uh, brutal well, th- these are going to get brutal. pretty brutal, too, and so do... I feel, you know, honestly, I feel watching the Crystal Lake memories that every single one of the Friday the 13th movies, save for maybe Jason X and the remake, when I was watching <laughs> it, I was like, yeah, that movie is kind of cool. I think, yeah, there I are think, parts I think each everyone. one of them has a redeemable quality, and I, th- I found all of those, again, minus Jason X and minus... Uh, the remake to have to be highly enjoyable. Yeah, so even Freddy vs. Jason, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed that a lot. Uh, I loved it when it came out. Oh, I, I think saw it's it in great. Theaters, like twice. Yeah, it's great. Um, it gets a little hazy with final chapter, new beginning. Jason Good takes Manhattan. Four, five, <laughs> six, and seven. Like when I was watching it, I was I was like, oh, that's in that movie versus this one. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of. Yes, we're gonna we're gonna help you guys yeah. figure that out. And today we're going to be starting once again, as mentioned, Friday the 13th, the original from 1980. Yes. Same year as The Shining. Yeah, wow. What a year for horror. It was a great year for horror, and we're going to dig deep into it. Before that, we're going to do What Did You Watch? We both watched a few things. Brett saw The Bye Bye Man. Oh, I saw The Bye Bye Man, y'all. Get ready. Hashtag The Bye Bye Man. 
Uh, what I've glanced at online, people are not too happy with it. It's some, definitely a movie. I'll say that. <laughs> uh, I saw Silence. I saw Chappie. Oh, yeah. We'll have a, some news about Chappie. We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, uh, Graham Flanagan met up with us yesterday. We met at uh, Ca- Casa de Arnold in LIC, Long Island City. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, powered through the over two-hour Chappie it's, sci-fi. It's just about two hours, but good Lord, it is an endurance test. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that episode and how you can hear it when we get to the What Did You Watch segment. I watched a few other non-horror-related things, including one sci-fi show for, that Netflix just put out. And oh. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Oh, way. I'm trying. Oh, way. I'm trying. <laughs> and before that, we're going to do bits and pieces. Cool. Uh, plenty of bits and plenty of pieces popping, including a uh, very awesome-looking trailer for a new horror anthology coming out that I'm excited about. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to give a fond farewell to a brilliant writer who passed away last night. Mm. Today's the 14th? Uh, he, I think it was Friday. Two nights ago, excuse me. Two nights ago. Um, Three nights ago. Three nights ago. And <laughs> On the day it came what out. What else? Before that, is there, what any, else? is there any any business you want to get to before we get to the bits and pieces? Um, Business, business, business. We hung out with some trauma folk. Oh, yeah. We, we grabbed a, a drink with um with John. And I guess this is pretty bits and pieces news. Uh, they released the trailer for Return to Newcomb High Volume 2, finally. Yeah, they did. It's pretty hyped about it. And that's going to be coming out soon. Directed by Lloyd himself. They're on their way. Taking many years to make. I think this soon, if not right now, they're on the way to the AVN Awards. Is that what he said? Yes. Troma's going to the Porn Awards, y'all. Good for them. I already, I made a lot of jokes about Sergeant Bukaki Man. I hope they use it. (laughs) You Uh, you think so, We made a lot of bits that could be great Marvel things. We'll see if they crop up. We'll see if the new flesh influence is, is real. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um... I feel like nothing else really happened this week. I've been kind of laying low, awaiting my wife's return. My wife. Every time? Joe's wife. Every time we're doing that? Every time. Okay. Um, How was your week, Brett? It was good. I also laid pretty low. Uh, I was My my week centered around the screening of the Bye Bye Man. I was just waiting. <laughs> Is that right? Just waiting and biding my time, and then it happened, and oh, I'll never be the same. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, as you're hearing this, we know that Young Pope dropped last night. No, tonight. Well, Young... Oh, everyone's fuck. Here. Come on. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> my persona. I just for, I dropped my character of guy no who's in the future one day. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Young Pope dropped last night, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. That's right. Why don't you go ahead and look on the Teenager of the Year page and watch uh, my yeah. audio clip of the Young Pope. We're really excited about it. We riffed on the topic a little bit. That track might be on the next album. The premise of maybe the Young Pope be, maybe not. is about as great as it sounds. It's just young, the, the world's first American pope. Is that what it is, really? Yeah. Whatever. Played by Jude Law, who I'm pretty sure is not American. Eh, you know. Eh. Movies are hard. TV's yeah. hard. Hey, he can, you know, he's an actor. So he's acting. He's doing his thing. All right. And I think it is time to get into the bits and pieces for this. Where am I? What am I doing? Okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> what? This again. I don't know. All Just right. You so shit. the bits and pieces. Let me write down the time code. Uh, theme song goes a little bit like this. Wah, 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 bits and pieces. Um, right off the bat. I don't mean to, to start off with bad news, but mm. Peter Blatty. William, William Peter, Peter Blatty, Blatty is dead. Right of the Exorcist passed away uh, the 12th or the 13th? It was the 12th. Days ago. Yeah. He, Freakin sent out the tweets. Yeah, he wrote the novel The Exorcist and the screenplay for the movie. Mm-hmm. 
And he actually went on to write and direct The Exorcist 3, which I'm sure we've talked about as being it's good. fucking great. It's really it's good. It's really good. I, I, the people I dislike it, it just because 2 was such a flop. Yeah, 2 is what, The Heretic? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Yes. And it had Linda Blair in it, right? Yeah. And then the third one goes a completely different direction. And there's one memorable jump scare from it that everyone knows. It's like the most day. popular yeah. one. That it's the like nurse. the jump scare. It is incredible. Yeah. So William Peter Blatty. Thanks for that. Rest uh, in peace, rest homie. Rest in peace, dude. Uh, Exorcist came out in 71. I should read that. Oh, yeah. Have you read it? No. I wonder what it's like. like is it is it the idea that it was based on something still? I think so, yeah. Yeah, inspired by a 1949 case of demonic possession that Blatty heard about while he was a student at Georgetown University. Ah, very nice. Yes. Yeah, I'll pick it up. I'll check it, see if it's on the Kindle. Yeah, this is the podcast where we recommend books from like <laughs> 50 years ago. <laughs> of like arguably the most famous horror movie. You, guys, you, heard, you, know, you know that was a book? Yeah, it's not a book. You guys should read it. The Green Mile is also a book, I've heard. I believe it's a short story. Mm. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I have a horror movie. I have a horror movie. I know, movie. that is the weirdest pull ever. <laughs> uh, I got some great news. Oh, I'm reading the Hellraiser book, though. That's a horror movie. It's called... The Hellbound Heart. The Hellbound Heart. And it's fucking great. Isn't it? It's kind of based. It's kind of like a retelling of the Telltale Heart. Yeah, it's similar to the movie in a lot of ways, uh-huh. but also different in a lot of so ways. So is he a good writer? I never read any of. Oh his. yeah, no, I've like been taking a highlighter to it and be like just like turns of phrase are just beautiful. It's wow, like Clive Parker, so you, have, you have a hard copy of it. Yeah, where'd you get it? Uh, my friend Lauren gave it to me. My co- podcast co-host gave me a book. Is it long? No, it's very short. I could probably read it in one sitting if I weren't such a shithead. Need to look at my phone every oh. few minutes. All right, take it easy. <laughs> Why don't you just put your phone in another room when you read? Um, easier said than done, pal. We're living in Trump's America. I got to keep an eye on his every move. That's true. It's scary. All right. Speaking of scary, the trailer dropped for XX, the new all-female horror anthology. Yeah, it's basically VHS for ladies. Okay, featuring filmmakers Karen Kusama, who did our favorite from last year, two years ago, The Invitation. The Invitation. Annie Clark. On Netflix now. What did Annie Clark do? Annie Clark is uh, St. Vincent. She's a musician. Has she directed anything? No. This is her debut. Cool. Annie Rock- Clark's doing a movie, y'all. Roxanne Benjamin? Yeah. Uh, is she the one who worked on Southbound? No idea. There's like a woman who worked on Southbound. Oh, here it is. Why don't I just click on the yeah, link? Yeah, fuck you. And don't look make me at it. look yes, this shit up. She did Southbound and she was well, she's a producer on Southbound and both the VHS movies. Yeah. So she's more of a producer. But she directed one of these, correct? Oh, yeah. She directed one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, oh, wait, no, she directed a segment on Southbound. My apologies, y'all. Producer, Stroke Director. Stroke's back, baby. Stroke, Stroke. And someone by the name of Javanka Vukokic. Um, Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, she did. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I've actually never seen any of her work. Uh, she has worked on mm, a lot of shorts. Yeah. A Maybe documentary. She, did, she worked on a documentary called How We Die. Mm. Any familiar any familiar with that at all? No, haven't seen it. Mm. Produced a lot of stuff, mostly shorts though. Yeah, hey. but XX is uh, an eighty-minute-long movie. I'm already psyched. Well, she did a short in it, so yeah. And uh, the cast looks pretty dope, including uh, Melina Lewinsky. She played the wife in, or plays the wife in Togetherness. Like <laughs> Melanie sig- Linsky? How did you pronounce it? What, uh, Lewinsky? Is that wrong? No, it's Linsky. Linsky. Monica Lewinsky. Monica Lewinsky. Is a star of she XX. She back, baby. And Mother X, I guess, for her. Well, I love her. She's she a great actress. she sucked a dick, remember? <laughs> I'm sorry. Allegedly. I'm tired. Yeah, what's with you? 
This guy got I just drunk. I told you at, I've been sleeping. Yeah, all you day. got drunk in the middle of the day and then sobered up. That's bad. Yeah, it's a weird that's, day. That's equal to be like exhausted. It's a weird Sunday, y'all. You don't want to. It's Monday. That. What day is it? Today's Sunday. This comes out on Monday. No, it's, I was tricking you. I played you. Now you revealed our secret to the fans again. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. I found this list: the 20 horror films to put on your to watch list in 2017. And you, Brett, are gonna tell me just by what you know about it: yes or no, see or skip. Ready? Well, this is the first one you've already seen. Bye, bye, man. Skip. Split. I'm going on. We're going on Tuesday. You're coming with me. Maybe. Rings. I'm. I'm. I'm skeptical. I'm just amazed that it's a movie that's coming out. It's been delayed for so long. Cure, Cure for Wellness. I want to see that. Oh, that looks awesome. That looks really good. Good trailer. Patient Zero. The trailer for Curve for Hannes. 20, 20, 24 hours to go. I reached out to, I reached out to uh, the guys who cut that trailer and a few others because I'm working on, I'm putting together potentially a story about uh, the the trend of the, the slowing the, yeah, down. The so yeah. they've got back to me on Friday. I haven't, I haven't, it's for work, so I'll just get, hit them up on Tuesday. Are they like, I want to find out what if they say. I want, but what I did, did you say? Oh, I just said I'm. I'm Who made this decision? I'm, yeah, I just said I'm investigating this, and whoever I contacted was like, "Oh, talk to this person." I was like, "Talk to this person." So, on Friday, someone's like, "Yeah, I'm the so and so from this, and I think I can answer your question." So, I'm the head of slowing down music. I want to find in, out in Hollywood if, if the people who cut the trailers. I want to know if I'm a, who made the decision and why they think it is. I want to know if it's style-wise or if there's economical reasons. I want if there's more to the trend than just it being like a style choice. Okay. Good investigation. The Get Out or Get Out. That's the one oh, with Jordan yeah. Peele. Jordan Peele's oh, yeah. directing it. It's going to be awesome. Kristen Stewart's in a film called Personal Shopper. What's that? Personal Shopper is Aseus, uh, the guy who did Clouds of Sils Maria, which I fucking loved. Very excited about I've never this. even heard of that. I didn't know it was a horror movie, though. That's weird that's on there. Bel- Kristen Stewart yeah. is in it. It's on this list. Yeah, cool. I'm excited the about Belko that The Belko Experiment. That's the James, James Gunn. Gunn one. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Alien Covenant. Trailer's dope. Can't I'm wait. Ex- I'm excited. Can't wait. Amity- Amityville, The Awakening. Amityville's been delayed like eight times, so I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of looking at this. It looks kind of... Annabelle 2? I don't remember the first Annabelle. It's bad. It's boring. Is it? It's just... It's about the doll. Yeah, it's PG-13. It's one of those movies. I think I talked about this one when it came out. The marketing's all about how like it's this doll that like you think is like a Chucky-style doll that like does stuff. Nothing to do with the doll. Is woman. that right? Yeah, it's like, it's like a yeah, the doll didn't do anything. Thing. It was just kind of like in a haunted house. Yeah, or it's just like don't. Yeah, I don't understand making a movie around a doll if the doll's like a like a trick. It's not a real thing. September eighth, we get it. It remake. Man, every still I see from that movie makes me laugh. Yeah, it look every every still makes it look worse. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. And ever since what's his name left, what Nick Pazaloza, yeah, the right. guy from <laughs> True Detective left. It's just like there's no reason to think this movie's gonna be anything other than like shit yeah not feeling it not fe- not feeling it flatliners the remake that is dumb oh so october 13th is going to be the friday the next friday the 13th is that when that comes out yeah Ugh. i wonder flatliners is really happening huh yeah according to this that's um, so crazy directed by the same person who did the girl with the dragon tattoo the sequel to the 1990 film flatliners follows a group of medical students oh, it's a experiment. sequel with near-death experiences that involve past tragedies until, of course, the dark consequences begin to jeopardize their lives. That's the same exact plot of the first one. Yeah, this is weird. Oh, the guy who directed, of course, the the, the Swedish girl with dragon tattoo. Yes. I was like, not David Fincher. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I think it would have been. It's funny that that was how they described Fincher. Yeah, the guy, the guy who, who directed, the yeah, you know, the failed trilogy. David Fincher. So they're not making more of those? 
Yeah, that movie didn't do well enough. It was supposed to remember remember how big a deal that movie was? Is there the opening credits are cool. There, but they made the the foreign of those movies. A girl kicked a hornet's nest. Yeah, there's and, three of them, and they're yeah they're good. But they're all books. Uh, yeah, the actually the first Swedish movie is very good. Mm-hmm. Little Dragon Tattoo. Second movie, um, Girl Who Played with Fire is okay, and then the third one, The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest, is like a courtroom procedural. It's very boring. No, really. Yeah, stink out. The books were pretty good. I read them. I got. I was. I was into that fad. Whenever year that was, mm. I think I was in high school. Insidious Chapter Four. I'm back on Insidious. Oh, dude, tip. Insidious Three. Three was, was great. so good. Yeah. Yes. 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 I'm yes. all for it. Lynn Shay. Do not think it's more just about her backstory. Interested. Oh no. What? Saw Legacy. That'll be Saw yeah. eight? eight? Eight or nine. I think eight. it's eight. Saw eight. Eight yeah. film in the Saw franchise is on its way. Directed by Michael and Peter Spierig. Yeah, Spierig? those guys just did a horror movie that we would recognize. Um Oh fuck. I think it was it Daybreakers. Are those those guys? Yeah, they're the Daybreakers, Predestination, Undead guys. Okay. Daybreakers I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Undead was pretty good in 2003. Mm-hmm. Predestination I watched also. It's one of those movies that got like dumped in one theater and on VOD. It's about Ethan Hawke is like a, uh, a time crime guy. I don't know. It I was, love it, that Hawke, baby. Yeah, it was good. He's in a lot of their shit. I think I really liked Undead. Yeah, Undead was like a huge cult thing back in Yes, I remember Undead. I did like Undead. Yeah. Predestination though, like no one saw that movie and it's better than it than you'd think from how it came out. It's It's pretty good. Is that right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember honestly. Like, you just felt just it just suffered from getting dumped somewhere. Yeah, I got dumped, and I'm very hazy on what it's about. I just remember it involves. Oh, okay, I remember what movie this was. What is it? It's pretty cool. Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying I remember it in my head. I'm not going to describe it to you. You guys can watch it. Okay. I'm very helpful. Hey, did you like the Jeepers Creepers movies? Uh three's coming out this year. I know, and it's directed by. The rapey guy, the guy who made the first. Do you know that whole story behind the guy who made that movie? The guy who made Powder and like molested that kid. What? Oh yeah. No. The guy who made Jeepers Creepers is like a noted pedophile, and he, for some reason he's still allowed to make movies. Like well, he's making this third one. Victor Salva. Look why, him up. Victor why, Salva. Why, why couldn't he make movie? I mean, if because he was. He should be uh, in was, jail. Yeah, exactly. No, it was like on the set of the movie Powder that like he like molested a kid. And they, he still gets to work <laughs> in the industry. Shots. Yeah, he was arrested. This is a real thing. Victor Salva. Fuck that guy. So I don't want to support another Jeepers Creepers if he's doing it. No, Clown House was a thing. The so Clown House was the movie. Yes, yes, yes. And then he did Powder in 95. I guess Powder is unrelated. But Powder was notable because it's a creepy movie about like an adult relationship with a kid. Yeah. And they made it after the, the rapey thing. It's very strange. When was he arrested? Uh, 88. He was convicted of sexual misconduct with one of the Clown House underage stars, a twelve-year-old boy. Woof. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's videotape in one of the what's Clown House? Nineteen eighty-nine movie. Just before Halloween, three young brothers alone in a big house are menaced by three escaped mental patients who have murdered some traveling circus clowns and taken their identities. Is it any good? Uh, I have not seen Clown House because I don't want to support Victor Silva. Well, how? So he does this. Well, then he made a movie in ninety-five. So. Apparently was in jail for too long. Yeah, I just don't understand how like he gets a pass. There's a lot of writing on this. People have written about it in the horror community. Yeah, Powder, Rites of Passage, Jeeper Creeper one and two. Powder's weird because it's like a di- like he was able to make a Disney style like a, a kids movie. I don't know if it's Disney. For yeah, se, what the hell? But it's like he was allowed to make this movie that starred a kid, and it was very sketchy. Lance Henriksen's in that movie, Powder. 
Uh, yeah, Powder was okay. You've seen Powder. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> everyone's seen Powder. Hasn't everyone seen Powder? Is one of those movies that we, everyone just went and saw, and it was just like whatever. Uh, Jeepers Creepers. To answer your question, though, before yeah. getting off on my, I, I, uh, I liked it. Yeah, when I it came out. One was alright. I never saw two. People two. Was hilarious. Yeah, people say two is ridiculous. It's just like a dumb movie. Like it's Ray Wise. Kids are trapped in a bus. It's actually a good premise. Uh, it's a whole bus full of kids breaks down, and mm-hmm. then like he picks them off kind of one by one mm-hmm. uh, from the sky. And there's some really shitty. I remember. I'll never forget the scene where like I think his head comes like something. He like regurgitates like something like a body part falls off of him, Ugh. and you just kind of see it like. In the in a shot of like him in the moon, mm-hmm. you see like the part grow back, and it's like it's like stop motion or claymation or something. It's like it just really looks bad. really bad. Yeah, so that was like it's like a cheap, just gory, dumb sequel. Mm-hmm. And it, so when it came out in what two thousand and three, I took my made my dad take me to see it, and we liked it. But I also probably own it on full screen DVD. I'm sure you do. <laughs> no question, there's a Cheapers Creepers two. DVD somewhere in that apartment of yours. Mm-hmm. There certainly is. Um, but so- I don't know. I, I like that. I think it's a cool idea. I just hate that it's that a product of that guy's brain. Fuck that guy. The Killing Room. Which movie was that? The Killing Room. I have not seen. I don't think. The Killing Room. Have not seen it. You have not w- seen the Killing with Room with Nick Cannon. I could swear. Is that what it? This looks like a fake. No. This looks like a fake Saw movie. Well, whoever directed that, Sean Carter is the one who directed it. Not to be confused with uh, Jay Z. Uh, has a film coming out this year called Keep Watching. Oh, we're talking about two different killing rooms then. All right. What's his name? Sean, Sean Carter. Carter. Yeah, this is this movie, The Killing Room. That's not the one that I'm thinking of. Killing Room, Sean Carter. Oh, well, anyway. He, uh, he's got a new no, movie it is. Out. He's the editor of The Killing Room. He didn't direct shit. Oh, Jesus. Uh, he's got. Um, now I'm getting into the, the TBD ana- uh, movies. Keep coming Watching. Out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, well, here, Sony Pictures Entertainment keep watching files of family imprisoned by intruders and forced to play a game of kill or be killed. As the night unfolds, the game rules become clear and the family realizes they are being live streamed to the world. Uh, propelled to watch, not knowing that they are seeing what they're seeing is real or staged. Oh, that's interesting. Sounds like an amalgam of many other horror movies. Yeah. Put into one. New Chucky's coming out, Cult of Chucky. Yeah. I like the last one, so I thought I'm, I'm on board. No. Uh, no. <laughs> the Suspiria remake? What is up with this? I don't know. It's like, happening. It's filming. Do? I think Chloe Grace Moretz is in it. Absolutely. Um, Dakota Johnson. I know Joel the woman Swing. who's the lead in the original Suspiria was Jennifer Harper. What's her name? No idea. She's Jessica Harper, somebody Harper. She's coming back to do some role in it. I don't mm-hmm. know if she's playing her character. I don't think so. Jessica Harper's her name. I wasn't crazy. I'm okay. Cor- I'm it correct. Is. Uh, it's directed by Luca Guadagnino, the, the guy who did like these really critically acclaimed movies like right. I Am Love and Bigger Splash. I can't even begin to explain what Suspiria is about. Yeah, it's a ballet dancer, but it's supernatural. So is this guy going to try and make it look like a um, I don't know how you can Argento modern, film? I don't know. I don't know how you do or this Or just movie, try right? and do modern giallo? I don't know. This director's an interesting choice, though. I'm like... For that reason, I'm saying I'm excited for it, or I'm interested in it. Well, last bit and piece I got. I'm just pleased to announce that the director of Baskin this week or next week? No, actually, a couple weeks ago, on January 6th, started shooting his first English-language film, horror film, called Housewife. Not a lot of info online of it. I liked Baskin a lot. Always good to see good dudes doing well. So 
I'm going to keep an eye out. Doing well. I'm going to keep an eye out for uh, housewife, 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 in the coming months because I'm sure it'll be great because I absolutely loved Baskin. And with that, it is time to get. That's into a movie that. I need to finish. If you remember, I don't think I ever finished that movie. I know you didn't finish it because the ending. The ending is the best part. Or no, the, there's like a part in the middle there that's so fucked up. It gets really fucked up. It gets bring up the gimp fucked up. I need to watch it again. Yeah. It's on Netflix, right? I believe so. I will. I'll do it. Sorry, listeners. I'm the worst. All right. And with that in mind, it's time for What Did You Watch? What Did You Watch? Mm, what Did You Watch, Joe? You know, after last week's pod, I, I went right to see Silence. The and you didn't really care for it. It's boring. <sighs> it's Oscar movie. Can't you watch a long movie that's like meditative and thoughtful and like a deep, a deep examination of faith? No. I think it's good. Nope. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I well, there you go. So fucking boring. I'm like, come on. How get are you to bored? It. It's so interesting. I don't think it's that interesting. Really? Because right off the bat, I'm like, you just don't. Oh wait, you were talking about it yesterday. You just didn't buy. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, of course, don't go to Japan and do this. Yeah, and this <laughs> idea of like, well, here, I've always kind of felt that this, this, I, this thing that white Europeans did and kind of still do, of going once they get their Christianity locked down, then to think. And now it's up to us and go to spread it to the rest of the world because we're spreading God's love and light. And this is one of the many examples where they show up outside the planet to a new country that's already established thousands of years of their own government and religion. And they show up and they're like, nah, why don't you do ours instead? And they were like, get the fuck out of here. And they didn't leave. So it was like, well, we got to start killing you fucking guys because you won't leave. The whole thing is like, So you were sympathetic to the enemy in this movie. A little bit. Well, we're kind of like, hey, they told you to leave, so fucking leave. Because hmm. they're like, we have to, we have to, we I, have I to share. I was joking when I said the enemy, by the way. We have this to movie share have our Christianity like with everyone. And I'm like, no, you don't. Get on your boats and go, go yeah. fuck off. Well, I'm the most anti-religious person ever. Right. But I don't, I didn't think, I still think it's fascinating to like, because like there's it's historical context to it. Yeah. It's not like it's just a fiction, a made up thing. I thought so it was, like, I thought I, it was slow. I thought it was surprisingly slow. I know it's long, but I I was never bored. I still recommend it highly. But I guess it's something you know I wouldn't tell my parents. To go it's see an it. Oscar movie. It's an Oscar. This movie is made, and with those movies, every and the Oscars are. Kind I think of it's insane. an Oscar movie that's not even going to get Oscar recognition because no one watched it. You know, what you think so? Like, yeah, I just see every tweet I've seen from like Oscar voters or like people doing surveys of like the Academy. It's like, yeah, no one even watched it yet. It'll be nominated for some stuff. I hope so. I, I feel ho- like it, it deserves slow. it. I think it deserves. Feels it. Feels slow. I feel like. I just did not lock into the sympathy of these people being killed for their beliefs because, again, this was br- – I don't know. I just thought, like, what? It wasn't for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, man, those Japanese Buddhists got no chill. <laughs> That's one thing I thought. Where I did you like, see man. it? Uh, whatever, the one by, uh, by Union Square. Mm, okay. Regal. Yeah. Regal Union Square. That motherfucker was long as fuck, too. It's not like over that two hours. was long as fuck. It was two hours and 40 minutes. God damn it. I was li- just sitting there like, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Oh, right, that right, sucks. Right, go, go, go. I'm go. sorry. Was that like, that go, was me watching go, Chappie. Go. Chappie it, felt longer. Don't and lie. And what did you think of this? This isn't much of a spoiler. So they set up in this thing. You've been marking times. Yeah. Nice. They set up in this thing, in this movie, that in order to see who Christians are, they'll bring out a kind of like not golden but some sort of like almost like plate that depicts jesus or the virgin oh yeah they step on it and they basically like step on it to prove that you yeah it's like all right that doesn't mean anything to you yeah and they established very clearly that one of the characters he did that to save his own hide right and then he does it a couple more times yeah he and keeps then, doing it because because the, the priests forgive him yeah so the whole time watching this he's like fuck this guy no more like 
and this is kind of how I feel about the problem of Christianity anyway, but that forgiveness thing is always like, yeah, just go, just, I would fucking, every time they come through, prove you're not a Christian by stepping out. You got it, bing, and then when they leave, be like, okay, priest, forgive me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they establish that you can get it. So when, later when people are like, all those scenes of people are like, oh, I can't do it, and then they get like killed or tortured for not denouncing yeah. the faith. I was like, you just established that these priests have no problem forgiving you for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. You it, found the loophole. It just was so, well, I mean, that's the well, loophole. Well, they present the loophole. That's a loophole that all Christians get away with today. They they do horrible, and they're like, oh, forgive me, Father. For Five Hail Marys. Yeah, and, yeah. So it's, it's yeah. a funny. Religion's stupid is the point. Yes, I know. That's a whole, you watch this, like, all this over some made-up fucking bullshit. Yeah. All this We're going to lose our uh, our faith audience. All this <laughs> over a book a bunch of cavemen in the desert wrote. Fuck this. So anyway. Silence sucks. <laughs> no, it's good. I did not care for it. it. It's an Oscar movie. Good performances, well shot, well acted, great cinematography. Boring. So we. Just, so you're. I'm assuming it would rank probably the lowest on your Scorsese list. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else he did. Kundun. I don't know if I ever saw that. Last Temptation of Christ. I love Last Temptation. It's amazing. Of so that's a religious that movie, movie that you like. That is a fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah, I own that movie. It's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why do you own that movie? Oh, um, Criterion Blu-ray. It's gorgeous. How many times have you watched it? Uh, since I bought that once. But I didn't buy it that long ago. Fuck you. <laughs> you just got to reap the benefits of my Blu-ray projection. You, <laughs> should, be, you should be bowing at my Not going feet? to. I, I don't sh- know. I should be stepping on a portrait of your face. <laughs> I don't know this guy. Denounce my don't Blu-ray. Don't know him. Boom. Denounce my projector. <laughs> stepping on your projector. I hate it. <sighs> um, so we did watch Chappie. You hem and hawed the whole time. We recorded it. I was annoyed. A two and a half hour podcast of the movie with before and after thoughts that you listener can listen to <gasps> eventually. I'm going to have maybe a friend clean up the audio. We're going to make a real nice free. That's going to be a bonus episode. The bonus You'll Chappie never, yeah. episode. You never know when the Chappie app's going to drop. We're going to keep Hopefully we're going to we're going to keep teasing Hopefully you. Soon. And that'll be available for when you sign up for the email I hope it's list. fun it'll to be, listen It'll be a bonus to. feature for free. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to listen to. It's mostly me time. just being really annoyed. Joe thinking he likes the movie and then realizing, does he still like the movie? I don't know. And Graham Flanagan working really hard to uh, to defend it. Yeah. He did a good job. Graham, yeah. He had some strong insight. Graham seen, is insightful. Yeah. Graham knows a lot about movies, even though he likes bad ones. What's up, Graham? Uh, so that episode will be available Real soon. I also watched The Invitation for the third time. It's so good. It's so good. Every time I watch it, it's like, it's it is still as good. I know, and I, and I notice more stuff, and because I know yeah. what happens. Right. Beautiful, beautiful setup. Shot. Yeah, it's just so good. Karen Kusama did a masterful job with that. Oh, the OA Netflix. Yeah, I couldn't get through the first episode. I hear it's bad. So our quest to find a good horror show continues. So far, the best one we've come up with uh, is Ash vs. Evil Dead. And we're Keon just has been hounding me to watch the new season of American Horror Story. Why? He said it was good and different than the other ones. What's the plot of it? It's like a found footage style fake documentary thing. I don't know. I don't know what it's about, but is it's called Marcia, Roanoke. Is Marsha Clark in it? I don't know who's in it. I think it's the same cast as usual, but Cuba Gooding Jr. is also in it, I think. Okay. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I told him I'd start it, so I'm going to start it. Is it on FX uh, app? I think so. It's like a season ago. It's all, it's all wrapped it up. It just ended, yeah, fairly recently. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, but that show has burned me so many times. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to give it another chance, but maybe I will. Uh, that's pretty much what I watched that's kid- around ho- horror-related. All right. I saw The Bye-Bye Man. All right. So, The Bye-Bye Man. 
All right, yeah, mark down what time this is. I don't even know much about this movie. I've seen the posters. That's it. Folks, I'm just going to kind of walk Joe through this movie. So if you want to go into the Bye Bye Man uh, without any spoilers, skip ahead. I'll have the timestamp in the in the description mm-hmm. for when you can skip it. All right, spoilers. Um, here we go. So the Bye Bye Man is not as bad as the title makes it sound. I mean, the title makes it sound like it's like the dumbest movie you've ever seen. Yeah, the criticisms were like <laughs> more like the Bye Bye, I don't want to see it, man. Yeah. Or the Bye Bye Man, more like the boring man. I don't know, shit like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about all the headlines of this movie. Yeah. Well, Pete, it's just one of those movies that like people just instantly make sport of. You know what? I think the concept is fine, and it's just like a PG-13 movie that doesn't go far enough with its premise. It's a PG-13 yeah. movie. Yeah. So uh, opening scene... I think it starts... I left my notes at home because I'm an idiot. But I think it starts in 1960s. It's like 19, late 1960s. Mm-hmm. And it's just a guy, like a guy in a suit and tie with a shotgun, just going like door to door in like a nice neighborhood, like killing people. Jeez. And it's like, holy shit, this is fucked up. This is crazy. And he's just saying, don't think it, don't say it, don't think it, don't say it. And you're like, why is he killing these people? And if you've seen the trailer, you kind of know, okay, so this guy's like possessed by something. Mm-hmm. Or something's making him do this. Haunted by There's something. There's a reason he's doing it. And then it cuts to modern times in the same town, which is Madison, Wisconsin, by the way. Okay. Just fun. Um, cuts to the college town group of kids who... good. Lo- the reason this movie sucks mostly is because the leads are just like the most obnoxious teens, the worst actors, just like... Like a throwback to horror movies when, you know, the acting was just terrible and the exposition was bad and... Just everything about it is cheap and okay. amateurish. Yes. So uh, a group of kids moving into a big old house on college campus. And uh, the reason they get tangled up with the Bye Bye Man stuff is because uh, there's a like an end table in the in the in one of the bedrooms okay. that belonged to the guy from the opening scene. And he like had scratched all these like don't think it, don't say it. Like just etched it in there. Pause. Yeah. How did they get this table? It's in the house that they just moved into, the furnished house. Well, actually, it's a house that's supposed to be furnished, but there's not a lot of furniture. But there's this end table. So buy a house and like there's also furniture in it. Yeah, like it's a, it's just like you know in college when you move into a house and there's just shit there. Uh, it's a college okay. town, so that's why it's believable enough. Yeah. I thought. Um, so when you buy a house that's already furnished. Yeah, in college when <laughs> you're, you're renting it for a semester or two. Gotcha. So they're Airbnb in this house. Yeah. Well, take like out anyone in college gets a house. You're paying rent for a year, and that's your house. And there's a fucking end table, and it has written it. <laughs> I'm just really annoyed. <laughs> and then I'm here. picking like a detail, like you gives a. F- Oddly yeah. enough, we will be hitting this a lot when we do these Friday the Thirteenth series. Because one thing I noticed that was that was through a major a bulk of the series, especially like from four to like Jason X. There's at least a part in each movie where someone's like, yeah, and a lot of people wanted to know like how Jason got from here to here or came back, and they just they just kind of just started going like, yeah, I don't know, it just happened. <laughs> like they, they just openly just being like, yeah, we thought about it for a while. We couldn't figure out a good reason, so we just ignored that. Yeah, so the horror starts so happening because <laughs> of an end table. Okay. Um, the person finds it, like just like a coin that keeps falling off the table. It's just like spooky shit's happening around it. And uh, the, the the oh, yeah, I have to set up the characterization here because it's very important. There's uh, a girl and a guy, and they're dating, and they're moving in together into this house with a third friend who's a third friend who's a male who's like a jockey that's college all right hey me and my girlfriend i'm moving in together oh can i please be there too yeah exactly wait you guys are in college i'm sure this relationship's gonna go great yeah so that's a big part of it um as we'll figure out later yeah but so this horror stuff starts happening because that fucking end table in the house in the house like the house is haunted it seems like 
So like the girl like sees shit. <laughs> that end table's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> the haunted end table. Jesus. But there's like a. And I'm sorry, but that's like already like the lamest like cursed thing it's to be in a house. It's just like well, it's not even that. It's cursed. I'll explain in a second. But like, so the girl starts seeing like like a like a coat on the wall. Yeah. Like. It like looks like there's a, the Bye Bye Man's in it, but like then the coat drops and it's not there. Who's it's this Bye like, Bye hmm. Man? Are they established we'll as a person? No, not yet. Or a thing? So like, there's just like creepy shit going on. Like a door closes, just like typical horror shit starts going down. Yeah. And then eventually they realize, uh, this the guy like f- opens the end table because like this the coin keeps falling off of it, and like he opens it and like moves all the shit out, and it, under all the like scrapings yeah. is another word, and it's the Bye Bye Man. <sighs> written out so he says it and from the moment they say it they're all fucked that's what that's that's the so it's like the beetlejuice crux. it's like beetlejuice but you don't have to say it three times you say it once so you say that it, seems a little unfair you say the bye-bye man once and then uh your brain isn't like will never stop like don't think it don't say it is what you start saying because you don't want to think about it because when you think about it he just fucks with your head in oh, a lot of okay. ways so, so all right i'm getting it so um don't think it don't say it is what Oh, I'm trying to think of this movie's just so dumb. And then from that point forward, like what he yeah shit start like he starts fucking with them and like uh, he can't stop having like evil thoughts because the bye bye man is in is right. So remember the opening scene I told you about? Like yeah. basically the reason he killed everybody in the opening scene is mm-hmm. because they had he said the word the bye bye man to them and once you say it to them or once they know it, mm-hmm. they're all fucked. And like the idea is he wanted to prevent the spread of the bye bye man. Going, catching everyone. So he's going around killing the people he who killed he killed everyone who he told about it, and then killed himself. Yeah. So like, it was done. So of course, there's an obligatory scene where all these kids, once they start realizing shit's going down, does the Google scene where he's at his computer and he search.com yeah. and he searches, bye bye man. He, there's nothing. Okay. Searches, don't think it, don't say it. There's nothing. He eventually searches enough and finds like an archive in the college that's like buried. It's like the they call it like the killed files. And for funnily enough, it's file number sixty nine. Nice. Oral sex. Yeah, really good. So he uncovers the file and discovers that, oh, so this guy was investigating. The guy in the opening scene, you find out, is like a, he was a writer who, who was investigating this series of murders before and found out about the Bye Bye Man. And he basically took it upon himself to strike it off from the record so it'll never hurt anybody again. Yeah. So he But he it. knows it. He killed everyone, and then he killed so himself. He was like, okay, yeah. So it was done. So first it thing, was he hemmed it up, and then he killed everyone who knew about it. Yeah, and then now this kid just uncovered it again because of the fucking end table because he said it out loud, and then the kid starts fucking going. Fucking end table. Yeah, so they all say it. They're actually in a room with, I think, four people. Yeah, four of them. They're doing like a seance because the girlfriend, when they move into the house, um, I, I jumped ahead, sorry. But like the girlfriend, Whatever. when they when they, when they move into the house, the spooky shit I told you about starts happening. So she gets her like goth friend to show up with like, what do you call it? Sage and be like, what's wrong with our house? Ugh. So they do a seance and she's like, you know, dark energy. I at don't want to do this At this, this point, anymore. have you been scared by this movie at all? No, no. <sighs> so like, then it's just going through the motions once they say it. What I, what I will admit that I liked about it is that like, there's no like, we have to do this and then save and then like, we'll be saved. There's none of that. It's like, no, you guys said it and now you're fucked. And like, there's no happy ending of this movie other than, um, you know, they die or yeah, they die. <laughs> That's spoiler alert. There's really no way out of this except for death. It, either you say it and you're consumed by it forever and you tell more people and then more people die or you just kill yourself and you stop it. So the movie's dark in that way that I liked, but every kill scene is PG 13. So it's not that good. Um, 
And the way in which the horror works, I thought was kind of interesting. Like, it's all psychological. Like, he's in your head to the point of he makes you see shit. Like, the guy walks into his room and thinks that his friend's fucking his girlfriend, but they're just sleeping. It's just like he's imagining everything. And then, like, that actually becomes really convoluted towards the end because, like, what can, you know, if what, if you can make anything possible right what do you what you're seeing could be fake like 90 percent of the time i had that issue with that movie oculus mm, i like that movie a lot but i could so see what that. i didn't like because right away they established this thing like this mirror can make you see or do make you like there was like a scene at the beginning because they're setting up all this shit to kill the mirror break it or whatever and then it's like they're like suddenly they're in the room and now they're out of the house and they thought they left and they came back and it's like yeah this mirror will make you think anything and i thought well, okay hang on when you establish something like yeah, that yeah we're getting your head and make you see anything it's like well then that's like an impossible rules to like keep up with because it, it yeah. denotes everything. Well, that's the whole thing. So that's the whole premise is like they end up undo it, you know, killing each other because of that. It's an or interesting like shit like that. I it's think a, that's an interesting idea. It is. It's just in, like the fact that the like a thought is infectious and will eventually kill you because then, of course, it's impossible for you to not not think of something right like if you think about this you'll die it's like well now you know yeah so that, that there's a lot that's, that's interesting yeah but. so i like that and like but the the worst part about it is like the bye-bye man himself like just this like voldemort looking dude it's like why is like what? anytime they show him which is not that much it's like this is kind of stupid mm. and he has like a cgi like from like 2000 ty- style cgi oh god of like a dog that he's like, like eats like, the bodies he's like an extra from uh from episode one <laughs> yeah, truly. Like it's one of those things George Lucas threw in the original trilogy, like a like a giant yeah, elephant yeah, yeah, in the yeah. background. So I don't know. The movie's not as terrible as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun as like last January's The Boy, which was the same company. Oh. It's not as fun as that. But it's not. I don't know. I'm torn between saying it's really bad because it's definitely bad. Mm-hmm. But it's. I've seen so much worse. Once in this January. Is, once this is it's fine. Like, it's fine. Once this is finally on Netflix, would you be like check it out? Yeah, horror fans should watch it. Like it's. It's I don't know. It's so by the numbers, and every character is you know every character is a character you've seen before. Mm-hmm. You're gonna hate every teen, so it's like well, waiting for them to die is like fine. It's like a, any slasher, I guess. Uh, it's spe- like an, a sort of elevated slasher with like psychological shit, but it's mostly dumb. Uh, so speaking of screenings, stamp that also. I did. If you could. Yeah. Just now though, the ending. Oh right, right, right. So that <laughs> and that concludes. That's that's me spoiling uh, conversation. I don't know if that even counts. I was so all over the place. Man. I didn't have my notes. That's all good. So I can't. You got the gist. I almost certainly now cannot see Split on Tuesday. So you have to go and, and mm. bring someone else. But I, I'm actually. You know why? Here's why I'm glad. I do kind of want to see it, but I kind of this feeling that I'm not gonna like it. Okay. Sorry for the bad attitude, but uh, something came up, so I gotta go. So I gotta do that. So I can't go. But I also want. You to see it and then come back and report without any spoilers how it was. Okay. I, wa- I think this is going to be. I'm I'm predicting a Blair Witch level of disappointment from you. No, don't say that. I want it to be good. I've heard it's. I've heard it's good. Okay. Uh. Well, I. I, uh, I fuck you though. Why can't you go? What are you doing? Uh. We we have to record on Tuesday for the album. Mm. And on my Thursday, I got the, so, Sorry, man. That's okay. I'll find someone. Yeah. Uh, why don't you take your uh, girlfriend? I feel like you haven't dragged her to anything she hates in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so maybe I'll take her to that. <laughs> She'll love it. She'll At least this will only be an hour and a half of something she has to pretend to like as opposed to all night in a... In, Fish concert? Yeah, in a, in, a, in a city far away at an overnight uh, stay. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, you ready to talk about Friday the 13th? Oh, yeah. My favorite piece of bar trivia. Which is what? Just that, like... Who's the killer in Friday the 13th? Everyone wants to say, Jason Voorhees. Uh-huh. Nuh-uh, motherfuckers. It's 
Pamela Voorhees? Is that her name? Yeah. Mrs. Voorhees? No, no, no. Her name, the actress is named Pamela. No, the actress is Betty, Betsy Palmer. I have the notes. Hang on. It's Betsy Palmer, right? Pamela just, Voorhees. You're right. Yeah, fuck you. I know what I'm talking about. I, you know, you're being a little <laughs> bit aggressive. I told you I'm sleepy. You got drunk and then notes. sobered up and you're you're being mean and you got to like, uh, you got to rein it in a little bit <laughs> you're here, You're being right? mean. All right, let's just calm down a little oh, bit. Oh, wow. I didn't realize these were on Amazon Prime, by the way. What were? A lot of these Friday 13th movies, including oh, all of them that I'm looking at right now. Wow. Good to know. So it starts off with uh, director Sean S. Cunningham. Are you talking about the documentary? No, I'm talking about the, the Friday the 13th. How We're you... talking the movie. Okay. The original Friday the 13th came out in 1980, a little over $500,000 budget, ended up grossing something like $40 million. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. That's insane. Sean S. Cunningham, who'd go on to, who uh, directed it, he worked with Wes Craven on Last House on the Left? Yeah, that was like... Yeah, that's... That's like the horror movie that he worked on first, is my understanding. And after that, he was kind of, you know, people were giving him shit. Horror movies are bad, and you're the reason that blah, 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 blah. So he went off and trying to have a better filmmaking career, directed like two family movies. You know, the industry's like, you should make family movies. That's what people like, and he does. One was called uh, Here Come the Tigers. Yeah, and then Manny's Orphans. Manny's Orphans. So those movies don't do anything, and he's like, what the fuck? While this is happening, Halloween comes out. And he's just like, holy fucking shit, this movie's huge. And right away, he just has the thought, because Halloween's big, so of course everyone's like, oh, let's do a Mother's Day, let's do a Father's Day, let's do you know all these movies about specific days of the year. And he gets the idea, Friday the 13th. He had no movie, he had no script, no idea what Friday the 13th was going to be, he just had the title. And so convinced was he that a movie called Friday the 13th on... Um, a name alone would be a huge hit. He puts out a full page ad in the trades in Variety, I think it was. Gets hires right. a, hires a graphics company to make a Friday the Thirteenth logo, the one that eventually be at the beginning of the movie, the Friday the Giant Thirteenth, like crashing through glass or whatever. That's what it looks like. It's just like th- hits was it? the screen. Yeah, it's like the, sc- the scariest movie ever made or whatever. It like, has like that like effect to it. He's put on the trade. He had nothing. He was just like kind of wanted to beat everyone to the punch so no one else could take Friday the 13th from him. And it's an interesting plan where I guess people kind of do that now where they buy like the dot-coms or, or will put out like Twitter and Facebook ads or medium posts or whatever about things that don't exist yet, teaser posters for movies they haven't even made yet. So that was his version of that. And it fucking worked because people contacted him and he was able to get a majority of the funding just by putting out a poster. I mean, that's really interesting that people just saw Friday the 13th. I'm sure it's great. And like, I'll I think, do it. I forget. I wrote it down. I don't have my notes again. But it was like the the tagline on the poster was like the most terrifying thing you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like it just like sold the shit out of it. He was like, oh, yeah. He just thought, you know, I could sell that. Right. And like he makes no, you know, he's pretty blatant about, yes, we just straight up ripped off Halloween. Yeah. He says it, yeah, we saw Halloween and we said, let's do it. So we did it. There was a lot of the guys that they got together to uh, work on it, the writers, uh, it was uh, well. Victor Miller gets the the credit, but there was a uh, uh, a couple other guys who kind of helped out, and they were thinking about you know it's got to be isolated, kids have to be you know picked off one by one. Where can kids go and have sex and party and be killed and kind of like no parental supervision? So I, I think they they kicked around a couple um, ideas before they settled on a uh, a camp. Which, hang on one second, I'm sorry, I'm trying to do uh, five things at once here, so I'm bringing it up. But anyway, so one of the guys uh, who doesn't get a story credit 
was Ron Kurz. Oh, was, yes. But eventually going to work, work on the next couple. But he was even in the documentary was talking about how when they're working on it, he was like, yeah, I don't know about this. Yeah, dude. I don't want to credit. I'll take the, you know, the upfront. Yeah, because he was just like, because <laughs> I mean, this thing was like, I'm sure in concept alone was like borderline pornographic. Oh, yeah. Hey, well, these uh, beautiful teenagers are going to go into the middle of the woods and there's going to be an adult who's murdering them while they're having sex. It's like, yeah, I don't want to end up on some weird list. I'll just, I'll just take, uh, yeah, let's take my several hundred dollars or whatever fee. And even though he would go on, uh, Rob Kurz would go on to work on two and three, and I think he gets like a character credit or whatever later on. I mean, he just that decision alone kind of cut him out of potentially millions of dollars. Oh yeah. I mean, this franchise. Everyone who was involved was kind of like, yeah, I guess I'll yeah. do it. And now they're all That's like most crazy of the documentary rich. is like like Betsy Palmer specifically. It's just so like, I thought this was the biggest piece of shit. And like, Fucking dude, I can't believe that lady. I mean, yeah. rest in peace. She passed away in 2015. Yeah. What a fucking giant bitch this lady is. <laughs> she tells a story about how, first of all, she hadn't worked for like 15 years. Yeah. And her car broke down. She has this really long-winded, obnoxious story. So I'm driving my Mercedes-Benz, and it breaks down, and I find out it's going to be this much. So I decided I'm going to get another car, and I go to the dealership, and I see this expensive car, and I want it. And I remember thinking, I can't afford this car, and then my manager called me up. So the whole thing, the reason she took this movie is because she wanted to get enough money to buy a new car. But what it sounds like is she was just a fucking total pain in the ass on this. Um, Much like how, to some extent... um, who played Loomis in uh, Halloween? Oh, uh, I know. We keep drawing blanks. His name's not like I was gonna say Hoskins. That's not no, no. So that that the the established yeah. actor who play who the only known person in that movie, he was incredibly difficult. Fucking Donald Pleasance. Pleasance, yeah. I couldn't think about that. Famously, he was very difficult in the production of Halloween because he was like, no money, no one knows what they're doing. You know, thought it was stupid, just did it to do it. You know, it eventually ends up like defining a good portion of his career. So same with uh, Betsy Palmer. She was just, she called it like, a, read the script. She said it was a piece of shit. They were talking in the documentary when they were at the end, when they were setting up her uh, her scene to get a head cut off. They're like, hey, we're going to cut your head off. You want to see? And she's like, I, I don't, don't want to see it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like just. Yeah, she was just complaining. She's just whole... a huge fucking crank about the whole <laughs> thing. And it's like, lady, shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, but so, so, so something, most, something else pointed out that uh, the author pointed out that this movie is kind of like what he called, and I think this is very true, is reverse psycho. Yeah, because psycho is about, you know, Norman Bates and, and this obsession with mother. his mother, but this one's the mother kind of like exacting revenge for her son and all the people who had nothing to do with it by crazily kind of like. Especially at the end, like almost like normalize, like kind of like letting him take over, the right. spirit him take over. I thought what was interesting was like Betsy Palmer was trying to figure out, like, because you know she'll like reluctantly go to signings and like meet with fans, and she's she's like, why do you like this? When it became yeah, but it became right. a source of income where she could make you know a thousand dollars in a weekend, and suddenly she's like, this is great, right? But she still was like belittling people who were fans and being like, why do you like it? And she's like, I think because someone in the documentary posited that like, um, it's this. Like everyone can relate because we're all different, and it's just like this such a weird take on like why people watch horror movies. That's also, a, that's a back end. I think the reason that people yeah like this one, other than say dude Tom Savini, the, the effects doing gore. The, the effects are top notch. They do they do really use this kind of who done it you know POV murder. I mean it is a, it is a relatively scary movie. I mean it, does, it kind of doesn't matter how it ends. 
as I mentioned before, the mother's the killer who's just killing those people because, you know, she's fucked up for when her son drowned and, and, and people didn't help her. I think just, it, it, it could have been, it almost was going to be just a standalone, almost like The Last House on the Left, although it's been remade at this point. But at the time, it was meant to be a standalone movie. And I think, and we'll get to why it eventually spawned a huge um, franchise in a second here, but I think if it would have been a standalone horror movie like a my bloody valentine you know or like uh uh um i want to say mother's day you know these movies that are like uh you know just oh yeah another type of like standalone horror movie the burnings another one it's like i, w- I would have been like yeah that's fine i mean it, it it does its purpose it serves its purpose especially for the time it was pretty forward thinking because they certainly were like okay halloween had a lot of sex had a lot of killing let, they 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 did basically were like we're, let's amp it up more tits right. more teens right. getting killed grosser ways. Well, I watched the burning also, and the burning yeah. is funny because like it's it's th- it's the most on formula I've ever seen. Just like every t- every death is preceded That's by right. a, a fuck scene. It is because it is the uh, I think one of the only movies that was written and directed by the Weinstein brothers. Right, they tr- or one of them wasn't it just Harvey. But they were they worked together on that. Okay. But that was their cash grab. They saw Friday the Thirteenth and shamelessly were like, "Let's try and remake the biggest blockbuster at the time," and the movie flopped. And I'm sure they were like, well, "Yeah." And they got and they got. Uh, we'll make way more money just producing. They stuff. They got Tom Savini to do it instead of doing Nightmare or Friday the Thirteenth Two. That's right. Because he's because the reason why that happened is because, uh, in everyone's mind, in Friday the Thirteenth when they were writing it and when they were producing it and making the movie. Jason yes. was dead. I know. I'm gonna get uh, if I may. Yeah, I don't mean to cut you off. No, please. Uh, just about everyone involved in the first one didn't want to do a sequel because, like you said, they're like, "Yeah, of course the kid drowned. It's over." So at the end of this movie, which has one of the most iconic endings, when she after she's cut the mother's head off and she's floating around in a canoe and and, the, and it's you know the the morning and the sun's coming out and she wakes up and she's in the middle of the lake, they decided to have the scene where a little mongoloid boy the jason jumps out of the water and grabs her so terrifying one of the, yeah, one of the scariest awesome. things and then she wakes up in the hospital and she's like what happened after to the boy? like this twin peak style yeah. just like beautiful music plays and you think everything's fine savini and crew came up with that while they were shooting it because carrie was really huge at this time and as you remember right. at the end carrie the arm comes out of the ground and it was like so scary and then she wakes up in the in the hospital is all a dream so they wanted that they did the same thing where they wake up in the hospital is all a dream but since Friday the 13th did so well, the, the, the production company, the studio came back and was like, well, now you got to do it with Jason. And they were like, no, the kid coming out was BS. And they're like, no, no, we'll just, we'll do J- Jason lived. Like, so they took, that was meant to be like a moment in a fever dream, like a terrifying dream sequence. Yeah. And like that would, that gave these, the, the powers that be enough to make a sequel. Yeah. But everybody involved was like, He's fucking dead. The kid drowned. What do you mean he's an adult? Yeah, I forget who's that that one guy, the producer, just like, yeah, no, he was dead. There's no Of course he was no dead. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just Jason by, is a dead person. But that set two things. So one that set the precedent of everyone who's involved in the first one basically jumping ship because like this is stupid. And also set the what would be the precedent for the rest of the series of comically illogical gaps right. in the narrative. Of how I thought he died the first time. Now it's just so famous. They do it. In, they did it in um, the Michael Myers films. They didn't, but this was the first movies to do it. We're like, oh, he's clearly dead. Just kidding. He's not dead. Yeah, you know, because, because we need more money. Who cares? Yeah. Wait, this happened a minute ago, but then why? Are they, like people are just like yeah. almost laughing it off. Like who cares? Let's just keep doing it. Oh, another one. Another one. I just funny, interesting reads from that uh, documentary is that 
someone like trying to justify why people like the mom character so much. And sure. it was like, oh, because she was being she was trying to keep the camp closed by killing all the teens every year so that no one this could never happen to someone else's kid. Like that's like their read of it mm-hmm. was that. Yeah, no, she's a sympathetic character because she's just trying to save other children. It's like, no, she's killing people. I mean, she's I, literally killing people's children. I understand that, you know, there's just a whole legion of movie fans and horror movie fans yeah. who love this movie and grew up watching it over and over again. I mean, who doesn't like watching a good scary movie? And then they become adults and they meet the people in it and they're just like, your movie is a part of my childhood, so meeting you, et cetera, et cetera. I don't right. know why people feel the need to back in. I mean, you know, if I ever met John Carpenter, I'd be like, dude, like, the movies you made mean so much to me. But I'm not an idiot being like, yeah, Jack Burton's kind of like the father I never did. It's uh. just, you made good <laughs> movies. Halloween's an awesome movie. Big Trouble is a great movie. Yes. Uh, do you want to give a little bit of an explanation of the score, the now iconic score? Harry Manfredini? Genius. Yeah, the score is awesome. One, um, of, one, of, one of the most recognizable horror movie scores. Yeah. Second only to Halloween. And I think that is interesting because it also, while it's recognizable, it sounds like so many other scores. It sounds to me like psycho rip off a lot of it looks like the stabbing sequences they, mm-hmm. it's so reminiscent of psycho like yes. the right um repetition is good for, for yeah scary, no the, scary the, the score is just really good and there's this one scene in the documentary where manfredini is talking about how the the and like how that became a thing and it's really that that noise is from the scene where pamela Voorhees. what is she saying she's like talking in the jason voice at the end she's like Kill the mommy. Yeah, kill, kill the, the mommy. mommy. So like, it's like the K from that. It's like the k- kill k- 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 KI. Yeah. So he like took that and edited it and made that icon now iconic noise. It's k- which, k- and ma. Yeah. K- 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 ma, ma, ma. Yeah, genius. Yeah. It's such a simple. Yeah, thing. and that it's became so effective. That became it. so iconic. You like, notice you can do that anywhere and people will get it. In the best horror movie scores, uh, dare I say the most iconic scores. In movies in general, for the most part, when you want to like scare people, it seems like less is more. Right. Halloween, it's just a do 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 do. It's just like you know on the keyboards. This, of course, it's great. I love. You said the psycho. It's just it's just what strings. We 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 we. I I love it. Yeah, and that would eventually go throughout what twelve movies. Yeah. The cast. This is the second or third movie. To star Christopher Bacon. Christopher Bacon. Christopher Bacon. I'm Kevin looking, Bacon's I'm, twin brother, I'm looking at. I'm looking at the IMDb. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Kevin Bacon went on to do Footloose like a few years later. He gets that fucking knife through the throaty throat. Oh, he gets the arrow. Yeah, the arrow. That's right, arrow. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, but fucking another genius makeup effect by uh, Savini. Yeah. Also, the part where like the blood spurts out extra on that one. He had to do it. They, to they, do they it, do it manually because it broke. So they blew through it. And then <laughs> that's why it's like a giant spurt. And uh, Bing Crosby's son, Harry Crosby. Yeah. Bing Crosby's son is in front of Who too. did everything he could to not. I mean, he talked about Bing Crosby. He talked about his dad and, and set and stuff. But he tried to do a go at uh, an acting career and was hoping that. Being Bing Crosby's son wouldn't affect it. I don't know. I think he did a good job, but yeah. it's one of the only movies that he's in. Yeah. Um. What about the? What do you think about the the character who's like doomed? You're all doomed. Let me ask you a question, and I'll and I'll pose this to our listeners as well. Cause maybe I'm wrong, but uh, Crazy Ralph, played by Walt Gorney. Um. Yeah, he's the old like towns guy. You're all gonna you're doomed. Is that the first? 
like guy in a movie who does that. Because that seems like a, a horror movie trope. It is a horror movie trope. You're like gonna you, die, or you're you doomed. better not go there. Yeah, or um, in uh, in Poltergeist, the old man, you're gonna die in there. Yeah, I right? think I think that must have been it because Friday the Thirteenth did launch like modern horror as we know it. Absolutely. Because oh, Halloween really did, but this. The serialization of this it. This boiled it down to its elements. Right. Halloween had a style to it, and there's por- they took parts of Halloween and just made it almost like hardcore. Right. Like, forget the story, forget the artiness of it. Let's just get kids isolated, getting murdered one by one. Yeah. Good and for it, them. And it worked. And it's been remade. There's been... How many sequels? Uh, X 12. was... Yeah, X is 10, the, yeah, legitimately. 10, yeah. And then the... the and then Freddy versus Jason. And then the remake. So there's 12. Jesus. This one coming out will be the the 13th, Friday the 13th movie. And I hope I don't fuck you it believe that? Up. Well, let's talk about the movie itself. Did Please. You, you like it? I love it. Yeah. Isn't it great? It's, it is... I think it the works... The score really helps. It works as a standalone movie. It's almost... When you watch the original Friday the 13th... It's very it's, different than the rest. It's so divorced from the rest of what would follow after it. Yeah. You know? Um, he masterfully uses the score and the POV, excuse me, uh, of what would be the mo- the killer, the mother, in such a great way. Um, I mentioned the Psycho uh, reference before. There's another kind of homage to Psycho where I forget the actress's name or, or the character's name, but the girl, she comes out of town. I'm going to the camp. That's Camp Blood. She hitchhikes and then is killed and gets her throat slit. And this is a character that you're with for like good seven minutes. You think, oh, this must be the yeah, main character. the Marion Crane. Yeah, yeah, nope. She gets killed. I mean, I think that was great just how much of like driving the Jeep, like, oh, I can't wait to get to camp. Hey, wasn't that the thing? And like she jumps out of the car and gets chased. I love that. Uh, it's shot beautifully. It makes great use of the uh, of the woods. Yeah, I love this movie. What do you think of it, Brett? No, I love it too. And I do think the Marion Crane thing is interesting. And that's a great, it's a great, in- well, the, like the her being in the car trying to get out is so scary. Just like, yeah, no, can Crystal Lake's over there. Can you please let me out? You know, oh be- my God. And then she jumps out of the car. There is a human element to this killer that is lacking from the unstoppable killing machine, Jason Voorhees. That's entertaining too, but for different reasons. Because this, it just posits like, this is a person doing this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so you just think like, who the fuck is this crazy person who's right. who's killing all these uh, these teenagers? You know, it's very unsettling. That whole sequence is incredibly unsettling and yeah. done so well. And the throat slit's so good, like the way it breaks open yeah. and it pours it's out. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's like nothing happens for a second, and then it all happens. And like how I'm <laughs> assuming it would probably happen. Right. I guess I've never actually seen someone's throat get slit. Have you not? I don't think so. Have I? I don't know. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, a, a piece of trivia real quick for the movie uh, while it was being made. Because it was in the deep New Jersey woods, isolated, the, crest, the cast and crew didn't get uh, see much outside, outside interference, but did have one famous neighbor, rock star Lou Reed, who owned the farm nearby. And according to soundman Richard Murphy, we got to watch Lou Reed play for free right in front of us while we were making the film. He came by set and hung out with us. And was just a really great guy. So That's there you go. cool. So they're in some of those scenes. For all you know, Lou Reed was behind. Hey, this is wild what you guys are uh, shooting here. If you excuse me, I got to go back and have some transvestite sit on my face. Ugh. Lou Reed was a wild one. Yeah, he was. Rest in peace, Lou. I saw Lou at one of his last performances. May have maybe his last performance. Oh, yeah, with Metallica? At, no. Mm-hmm. It was at Lollapalooza. And it was like... It was really awkward. He did like a like a feedback orchestra almost. Like it was just yeah. like it was, but like not. Into, I don't know. It didn't sound great. No, it's not terrible. It was really bad. He did that Metal Machine music album. That's all feedback. Yeah, it it's was trash. It was really bad. 
Was it just him up there with the guitar? It was him up there just like yelling at the yelling at his band. It was like him trying to get noises to come out and him just like screaming shit. It was very weird. What was he like a headliner? It was like and it was the late afternoon. No. Yeah. It was a very weird. It, he's very old. It, everyone was just like, "Ah, oh, I guess he's old and crazy now." No, I think he'd been doing that for years. That's strange. He was always difficult. But this ain't the Lou Reed podcast. Uh, you know, this movie it got horrible reviews. Did it killed at the box office? It made an insane amount of money, especially for 1980. All the critics fucking hated it, especially Dude, Siskel. Siskel. Yeah, I was gonna say we should throw the clip of Siskel in here if you don't mind editing that in. Uh, maybe. <laughs> well, he just was. So, he thought it was like a statement on women called the War on Women. Yeah, and he like literally singled out Betsy Palmer's address in Put his it, review, printed it in his review, yes. and said like, "Tell this woman how angry you are at her." Ridiculous. It's fucking insane. Calm the fuck down, Siskel. I wonder yeah. that guy had a fucking brain aneurysm. Jesus. <laughs> well, what? It's so worked Yikes. up. Yikes. It's just a bad movie. Big fucking deal. But, I mean, people fucking shit on this movie. But I don't get why they say one woman because at the ending, it the killer's a woman and the and the last uh, person standing is the uh, is the girl played by uh, a- Adrian King. Adriana King? Yeah. That makes his name? Yeah. And that, that last shot is so good because, like, it's so tranquil. And literally, you even see the police like about to get her. Yeah, like she's so close to being safe. I mean, just the same as Laurie Strode. She she is victorious. Actually, not really, because at the end of uh, Halloween, Michael Myers gets away. Yeah. So if anything, gone after falling out the window, right, or falling off the balcony. Correct. I think is a little. I mean, a little, a little much, giving out the address of one of the actresses so people could like attack her and send her letters like fuck off dude yeah siskel went too far what's your problem sorry i think he went too far uh but age adrian king i'm sorry if i'm pronouncing it wrong is it adrian i don't know all right well the lead uh she ended up getting stalked shortly thereafter oh yeah and it was really bad apparently she said in the in the crystal lake memories documentary that he like had a gun to her head yeah and almost killed her and i think after that she's like i think i'm done with being in movies do you blame her yeah no that was nuts that was crazy. But also, this movie sets an interesting precedent for what would happen to just about every, not every, but almost every actor who appears in a Friday the 13th movie. Now, this one obviously had Kevin Bacon, Christopher Bacon. Christopher Bacon. Who goes on to be a huge actor. Yeah, everyone knows Chris Bacon. But he's like, I mean, he's barely in it and he gets killed, you know? He's like the star of it. Later, I was thinking of Crispin Glover. I know I said Christopher. Crispin Glover pops up in three... But, you know, he's in it. He gets killed. But for the most part, everyone who stars in these movies are no names. It is a very interesting thing to happen not only for this, but you also see it in the Halloween franchise and especially in the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. That these movies are fucking huge blockbusters, Brett. They're yeah. huge. And the people who star in them come in as no names and leave as no names. And I noticed that watching the making of documentary because they interview just about everyone in these fucking movies. And all these people are kind of crazy because what are you like when you as a struggling actor star in the biggest movie of the year, the biggest iconic movie of the year comes out and you don't work again. These people, they did nothing after these movies, save for like one or two people in later ones. It's like, who the fuck are any of these people? And this movie's no different. You look at the actual stars in this movie. Again, Kevin Bacon like yeah, breezes like through the movie. Kevin Bacon. But has Kevin Bacon one. isn't the star of the movie. No. He was already locked in the footloose and it just this just came out before it. 
But this this didn't really do much for his career. But everyone else in these movies, as we will talk about, we're gonna be naming people. You're like, who the fuck is that motherfucker? Yeah. The whole movie. I'm like, Same deal with Nightmare on Elm Street. I feel like like I had yeah. Johnny Depp break out, and then that's about it. I think it's because these movies, they people go to see Freddy, or they go see Jason, they go see Michael Myers. And it's funny because the person who plays Fred, well, the person who plays Freddy's famous, Robert England, but like, yeah. no one knows Kane Hodder. Like, and he didn't even come in till seven. Yeah. Huh. So the first, yeah, the first ones are. Yeah, you don't really know, like, because yeah. you don't see this face. So like, right. People love Jason, but like, it's just a get it's a person. No one knows the actor who plays Jason. Nobody cares. No one gives. And a it's shit. so funny too, because because uh, watching it, uh, a bunch of these, you know. Two, he's got the bag on the head. Three, he's got the mask and he's running around. I think four, he was more like a zombie. I mean, whoever, it was pretty much at the discretion of whoever played him to figure out how he would act. Kane Hodder kind of po- did the most popular version of Jason. Moving slow like a zombie, but still had kind of like a childlike and it was all just big, understanding. Just big, though. Just yeah, big as fuck. Fucking gigantic, dude. Just big as fuck. Uh, and I also uh, texted you when I was watching it, Kane Hodder is a juggalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More into that when we get to the Kane Hodder. The Kane Hodder era. Uh, overall, I think that this movie, you know, was a hair, a decision away from being a standalone film. And I think it's great. I like to think of it as a standalone film, although it is not... The, the the sequence that was come up that was kind of Savini's idea. Savini certainly is the one who decided to make Jason a mongoloid. He, he, that whole thing of him being deformed. Right, right. Savini just was like, "Oh, why don't we make him all creepy looking?" That yeah. that that was not in any script. When people saw it, like, "Why is he why fucked is up like that?" And he's yeah. like, "Hey, why not?" Right? Just hey, I'll make it. I'll make that decision. It's just amazing how like all these minor decisions led to to led, set to right. set the template right. of them just picking these 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 seemingly. Non consequential details. Is that mine or yours? Is it? Yeah, it just started. Mm, there it goes. Uh, these details that would eventually define fucking twelve fucking movies. Believe that? <sighs> I didn't realize. I forgot it was so many. This is this is this is our uh, this is our life for the next uh, few weeks. Yikes! You ready? I guess. All right. So if you haven't seen Friday the 13th, listener, I don't know what you're doing. I, I will recommend it. I don't know why. I think that the reason that it gets such a bad meta score, it just was like public enemy number one when it came out, which I think is incredibly unfair. Looking back on it now. People looking at meta score a lot? Well, no, the, the meta score is 35 for Metacritic. 30, yeah, that's like really bad. Funny thing to, just a funny thing to reference. But I think if you were to look up this movie, even look at reviews, it's just everyone was like, this is the worst movie of all time. Just... Speaking from a morality point of view, or you know, or, which is so stupid now, because you, you look at it, watching it now, I'm like, this is no worse than plenty of other horror movies that came out around then. So I really don't see what the big deal was. But you know, back in the '80s, people were fucking stupid. They were pussies. Is that the lesson? People were fucking mm-hmm. stupid. Back then, people were fucking stupid. Is there anything else? Any other uh, fun tidbits you want to talk about? Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Um, no, it's just that it's funny that Jason is not the killer in the first movie because it became, he became the iconic character. That is true. It's just notable. That is true. Bar trivia, y'all. Whenever it comes up. Well, they mentioned that in Scream. That's why he kills her. Remember? Oh, right. Come on, dude. The opening scene of Scream. Yeah, that's in there. Classic. That movie's 20 years old. Isn't that nuts? Is it? It's over 20 years old. Holy shit. 96. Holy shit. I know. Great movie. We should do Scream sometime. I lo- I have all those. It's four? 
I don't think I have four actually. But there's four of them. There's four, yeah. Okay. Do we want to do Friday the Thirteenth the TV show when we're doing this? If there's a way to I watch don't think it, we can find it, I yeah. would love to. Actually, watching the doc, it sounds like a pretty cool show. It was just almost like another Twilight Zone, Tales from the Dark Side type of thing. And nothing. It was. Oh, they even say like just the title. They wanted to sell the title. Had nothing to do with uh, they, whoever owned the title. Just kind of borrowed it for the show. And even though people were mad because it had nothing to do with Friday the Thirteenth, the the movies. The show is actually contr- incredibly successful. I think it's had six seasons, six or seven seasons. Six or seven fucking seasons of that show? That can't be right. That uh, sounds right. I That's really long for an, an anthology horror show, first of all. Yeah, I don't know. I've honestly never seen it. And a show that was on... Because they did the Night- Nightmare on Elm Street uh, uh, one as well. And it's like famous for being like the campiest pile of shit ever. This one, this one looks like it's almost like horror movie version of Quantum Leap. It has like like a, like a, a few characters in it who are like in it. Every you know they host. I think it's like it's supposed to be a yeah an antique store, and everything in the antique is haunted. And every episode, it's like here's what here's the story behind this thing. Ugh, sounds boring. It does sound really boring. <laughs> We think like a lot of shows back then, like I just mentioned Quantum Leap, but that, that was the connection. It's like, you know, when you think about what that show's about, it's a stupid idea for a show. Always Sunny had a Quantum Leap reference on the f- season premiere and Scott Bakula was in it. Oh, great. Yeah, it was funny. Bakula's getting work. Yeah. Good for him. That was like the bit they were doing about Bakula not getting and I'm sorry, 72 episodes. Okay. That's a lot of episodes. For three seasons. It's a lot of episodes. Wait a second. How many is that per season? Holy motherfuck. Dude, that's a long season. What what when where, what channel did it air on? Do you know? Uh, no, I'm so I do not. The first season was twenty six episodes. That's like some big show, like Modern Family seasons are that long. Yeah, I guess for like main. But like those are those seasons that like you know they have a huge break at Christmas. It was on CBS, and it was like a late night show. You know what I mean? So I think it was late on Friday nights, if I recall correctly. Do you do you remember watching it? Like when it Yeah, aired? I do remember watching it when I was a kid. Trying to watch it and either not being able to stay up that late or like probably chickening out. I think I start, would start watching it and like run away. You pussy. Fuck off my fucking back, man. I was like, I was a kid. Yeah. There's got to be a way to watch it. 87? I, would like, I was seven years old. It was from when I was seven to ten. I wasn't born yet. Pussy. <laughs> oh, it's still my dad's balls. <laughs> All right, so for the next episode, we want to do two and three? Yeah, let's do two and three on okay. Amazon. Instant. Here we go. Here we go. So we're going to do two and three. I'm excited to see what, what many things we will find out about these movies. If you, guys ha- if you guys haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend the two-part series, Crystal Lake Memories, available on Google Play. It's like three bucks a piece. So for $6, you get over seven hours of entertainment. They do every movie and the series. Uh, How did you watch it? Amazon? Uh, Google Play. Excuse Google me. Play. I said that before. But you rented part was like yeah. part one and part two. Yeah. Separate rentals, right? Correct, yes. So you watched part one? I watched both. Oh, you watched both. You watched all of it already? I watched two last night after we hung out. Dude, you're insane. I wanted to see it. I, I, actually, I actually like those. I like when people get in-depth like about things. I like these long-form documentaries. Yeah. I like hearing the, the people who are involved talk about it. One thing that was really compelling to me, though, is that you know, the actors that are in these movies, they're kind of like, they're kind of maniacs. And I get why. They went from being no-name actors to starring in the biggest movie of whenever they're in. So for a year, they were like the biggest stars for in the country. For a year, they were hot shit. And then they disappeared. And now since then, like they've been like 
Because every time they talk, they're just like, and yeah, it was revolutionary what we did. And of course, like, like of course, the <laughs> iconic scene where I this this and you're like, I'm like, what scene is that? I don't remember that. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're all like, I mean, there's a lot of women in those movies, and when they were in it, they were like 17 or 18, and now they're uh, older. As, but they clearly are like trying to still look young and beautiful because they have a locked in their mind that probably they haven't worked because they're not as attractive as they were when they were, you know, late teens, Easy, early 20s. Joe. No, I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you just see that look on their face, like, like, the, like oh, you know, like they, they, they just have convinced themselves that they are an iconic character, an iconic movie. Yes. And it's just like, I couldn't pick you out of a lineup. I don't remember. Like, when they show the scenes, I'm like, oh, it's that actress. You're making this very sad. It is kind of sad. <laughs> You didn't catch that watching the first one. Let's uh, certain extras are just like oh, no. I get know. it. I just they're, well. I guess what when they're you like when that. you say it, they're all loud. Like it's sad. The only other one for most of part. The few modern ones. I mean, it's hit or miss. But there's only someone else in three or four an actress who would eventually and is now a news a news anchor a news cat news personality. Okay. And she was one of the f- famous news anchors who covered the OJ trial. I forget her mm. name, but you'll know her when you see her. Yeah. I'm like, how do I know this lady? It's like, yeah, a lot of the iconic OJ news footage, she's the one who's reporting Oh, wow. It. And I believe she's still in the news today. Good for her. But again, it's like every movie is 12 people. And you're like, who the fuck are any of these fucking people? Yeah, a lot of people in the world. A lot of people in Hollywood. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm leaving. Okay, so that's as good as any time to stop the, uh, <laughs> the episode. So uh, my name is Joe Vella at Joe Vella on Twitter. My name is Brett Arnold, at Brett Redacted on Twitter. Bye. And if you like this podcast and want to help us out, please rate and review it on the iTunes. Yeah, just no, just take that down because I did it so the cats don't lock themselves in there. There you go. Um, so if you like this podcast, go on iTunes and rate and review it. And why not share it on Twitter or Facebook? And if you have anything you would like to give us input on Friday the 13th, this movie or any of the ones coming up, Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Some of you have. Love hearing from you. Would love to hear more. If we haven't got back to you, please forgive us. I'm trying to ignore it. I want to hit it every couple of days as opposed to every 10 minutes. And we'd like to become a productive person once again as I was before these damn phones. My point is, if you if you hit us up, I will try and get back to you in a timely fashion. If I haven't, it's nothing personal. Um, projecting your own neuroses on me because I reach out to people all the time and then I get back and this motherfucker thinks he's too cool to win, win, win. I'm busy. And I also don't have to Twitter app on my phone anymore, so I don't check it as much as possible. Why am I telling you all this? And why am I repeating it four or five times? I don't know why. Uh, anyway, uh, this podcast is over. Goodbye. Goodbye.